And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. This is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about a lot of barbecue and grilling items here on this show. Neighbor Desmond is to my left. YOLO. Actually, right. he's right across. What doesn't it? matter. It doesn't matter. You can see him. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. Through email, it's greg, G-R-E-G, at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you want to try the new hotline, 216-777-2120. And we have John in Michigan screening your calls. Right, John? Absolutely. I'm waiting to take your calls. Yeah. For some reason, we're a little staticky. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's weird. Say something else, John. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that sounded welcome well. to the Barbecue Central Show. Yeah, good enough, right? Jimmy Burns. This is Jimmy Burns. Melbourne, That's a little late. Ohio, That's all right. And you're listening to so Barbecue call in Central. if you want to talk to John, and then eventually get into me. And uh, if you feel like nominating me for the Go Kart Hall of Fame or whatever, <laughs> just you know, drop me in. That's fine. Cherry Pie. Yeah, good. <laughs> cherry Pie Hall of Fame. I love the Cherry Pie Hall of Fame. Who doesn't? See, it's my never mind. Sweet drink of tall drink of water, whatever. Eh. I forget what it is. So that was uh, so. If you missed the first hour, this is where I usually tell you, hey, if you're just tuning in now, you missed a great first hour. I would say absolutely. Uh, Ray Lampy did a great interview, and then in the open segment, I got a call from somebody who purported himself to be a barbecue wizard, who was, I guess, the head of the barbecue or the barbecue wizards Hall of Fame nominated me i got in after some questioning and then i guess after too much questioning oh no i didn't want to pay uh yearly membership dues to the barbecue wizards hall of fame and then i got rejected i guess so maybe next year i can get in again it's all about money i guess i got to bring in a show sponsor to keep me in the barbecue hall of fame I guess that's pretty much what it boils down to. Desmond, you want to loan me 20 bucks to keep me in the Barbecue Wizards Hall of Fame every year? No, they don't accept my people. No, okay. Oh, right. Ah, still holding the grudge on that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I got to be honest. Um, Matt Pittman still to come from Meat Church in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, as we go into a great barbecue day, Wednesday, July 4th, I'll tell you this. Barbecues can be pretty dangerous. Just ask six people at a Baltimore barbecue in their backyard. Baltimore police say officers were called to the 4,000th block. How many blocks are there in Baltimore? 4,000th block of Penhurst Avenue at just shy of midnight the other night. After a report of a shooting, when officers arrived, they found a shooting victim suffering from non-fatal wounds and were informed additional victims were seeking treatment at an area hospital. Investigators discovered a total of six people Mm. were shot after an unknown suspect entered a backyard barbecue and started shooting. The victims were 17-year-old female shot in the leg, a 22-year-old female shot in the ankle, a 22-year-old, another 22-year-old female shot in the thigh, a 22-year-old female shot in the ankle, and a 23-year-old male Shot in the in the leg ankle. 
and a 23-year-old male shot in the hip. All the victims' injuries appear to be non-life-threatening. Anyone with information urged to contact Baltimore police. Blah, 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 blah. If you know them, tweet them out. Uh, Here's what I've learned while reading this news article, Desmond. If you got ankles, you are in big trouble. Especially on 4,000 block in Baltimore. God damn. Let me me reread here. 22 ankle... 22 ankle, 23 ankle. Wow. There were three ankles of six, so 50% of gunshot victims in this Baltimore barbecue, backyard barbecue shooting were all shot in the ankle. That's got to be some of the worst marksmanship by a shooter I've ever heard in my life. Underneath the knee, no attempted murder. I mean, hardly attempt at anything other than just wasting lead into the ground. Somebody was drunk. Man, oh man. Let's call call a spade a spade. Somebody was drunk. I guess. Luckily, we have the compound now, so people just can't (laughs) enter in. You can't enter the compound. We are protected. Thank you. Fine. Walled everybody off. We're like our we're on we're men on an island now. That's right. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Fuck the world. Desmond, it's coming on hot here in the uh, yeah. Thanks to podcast. thanks to Brisky Dorf, I feel I feel a little different now. I know, man. You're all angry again. We got to <laughs> simmer you down. I don't want to go back to Putin Bay. I don't want to be oh, the dangerous right. man. Right. We island. don't need you to be the most dangerous man on the island anymore. One I will never tell the police that ever. Again. One time Just... and done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will never say that again. You'll never get in the barbecue wizards hall of fame if you continue to. Mind I will life. never get in because I am of African American. Right. So variety. You uh, so we were talking about the menu for tomorrow. So on par going on tonight, two pork butts. Mm. Hoping to have those off by. Well, I'm really kind of hoping to have them off by noon, one o'clock. But we'll yeah. see. I'm going to we'll start them right out at two seventy five in pans. Get up around six. Check them for color. Put foil. They should be done by noon, I would yeah. imagine, pretty easily. And then we'll put on the six slabs of ribs, maybe around three baby backs, three. Uh, three spares yeah, one o'clock what are we seasoning with uh i got some butchers um mm-hmm. i think i may do one you gave me that uh what is that that sweet cherry yeah who was that um oh what was that guy's name i can't remember oh i got some pork mafia darn too. it and he sent me the sample i feel really bad yeah i got some pork mafia also so. yeah pork mafia all right yeah. and then we uh, obviously can use any kind of money whether it be regular money or sweet, sweet money, money. Uh, we have the uh, honey barbecue rub for Butcher's Barbecue, too, if you want to use that. We got the sweet chipotle rub. Sweet chipotle rub. We can obviously use the grilling oil honey as an adherent. It actually tastes also, really good paired with that. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually really, really good. good. So we'll, maybe Shout out we, to Dave. We put those on Dave, that's my guy. around 1 o'clock, maybe, for a 4 o'clock eat yeah. or so. Maybe they'll go on around noon. We'll see. I, I mean, still got to go get apple juice. Yeah, got to get apple juice for the spritz and what. What else are you doing out just for the spritz or what? You know what? I may make the uh, the dip. Remember the uh, queso sirloin? Yes. Yeah, I think I'll be making that as well. The meat cheese dip. I believe that is keto friendly if you're on that kind of a thing. <laughs> I don't care less. Yeah. So I'm not missing any meals. Atomic buffalo turds. Uh, maybe we'll we'll do that uh, brie thing that Dr. Yeah. Barbecue was talking about. John Dawson actually just sent in a great, unique fourth of july side i'm pulling it up here on the worldwide internet and it's a grilled watermelon and fennel salad with charred lemon vinaigrette that hmm. honestly sounds pretty fucking good yeah desmond with the language what are you doing we're trying to run a professional ship here i've had like 
30 jello shots already. Uh, 30 jello shots. Whoa, yeah. look out. Look out. You're not going to vomit, are you? What? No. Throw, throw up in the TV screens. Yeah, throw up in the TV screens if you're going to vomit. It's called waste of alcohol. Better known as the green screen. The green screen. Bunch of TVs behind you. Yeah, so uh, one sliced watermelon, one bulb fennel. I've never seen fennel in my life. One medium red onion, half cup feta cheese, half cup uh, EV olive oil, three TB spoons of parsley, a lemon halved, a tablespoon of honey, tablespoon of balsamic vinegar, kosher salt, sugar, black pepper, canola spray. Yeah, I mean. That sounds really good. So you grill the pineapple. The watermelon? You, yeah, sorry. You grill the watermelon, you grill the onions, you grill the lemons. It's everything grilled, and then uh, it looks like you just kind of chop them up in cubes, add to the bowl, pile on all the other stuff, drizzle the dressing on it, and, and away you go. Yeah. kind of looks delicious. kind of reminds me of something that Teresa Galliota would make. Uh-oh. But like in 20-pound increments, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm anxious to see what dessert she's going to be bringing tomorrow. Uh, what? Wh- there's three different kinds of. Desserts. I was going to say how many. What's the quantity? Yeah. There's like a ribbon, uh, a Jello ribbon dessert. There's a uh, like a once a year cake that her. Oh, I don't remember what it was. It was either her mom used to make for her dad once a year, so she's like trying it out, which I'm sure is going to be nerve wracking for her. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it'll be delicious. And I think there was you know some kind of a frozen dessert last time she was over. She made that ice cream sandwich cake. Yeah. And then she had that fruit. In that uh, thick, is it a sauce? Would you call it a sauce? It was like pudding, but instead it of was, water or milk, you yeah, used vanilla, vanilla coffee cream. Yeah, man, oh man, for real, right? Yeah, we had a we had a damn good time today. Oh, vanilla coffee creamer. Fruit makes it healthy. So she's got three on deck. Uh, Sfigerko's deputy Corey and Uh-oh. his family coming. Uh, potato salad, of course, a very world famous potato salad. Just, just know when when Matthew gets here. Oh, it's on! It's on! I got had the wife go to Costco. Oh, I got the industrial size self sealing water balloons. Uh-huh. I'm going to a hundred at a time, right? A hundred at a time. Oh my god! It's going. Oh, it's going to be nuts. It's going down. Big water slip and slide. Hey, you got to put me on live tomorrow. We're doing slip and slide again. All right. First of all, before we get into any of that, we got to head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com and shop for all the things we need to make our barbecue better than the rest. Curated selections of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to become a better outdoor cook. Whether you're in the backyard or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you like their championship winning rubs. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in backyards. They also have this great partnership with Simply Marvelous Barbecue. That's known when they're used together as the West Coast offense dominating the competition barbecue market for years now. Also, they own the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated barbecue sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, what do they have? 
the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. That's right. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. The Big Papa Smoker's exclusive Mac dealer online, so they'll give you special packages as well. If you're not a fan of the pellet smokers, I get it. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard enthusiast like me and Desmond, you can check out this great, durable, versatile grill known as the M-Grill. It'll last forever. They're built like tanks. If you're not sure what grill you need, you really can't go wrong with anything that Big Papa features on their website. They have something for every kind of barbecue cook and budget. So it's clear, right? Big Papa Smokers, the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better, boost your barbecue skills. With the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store out there today, you can call them toll-free at 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website, bigpapasmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com. We're back with Matt Pittman Meat Church right after this. Stick around. I'll be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, Smoking with Smithfield committed cooks. Make sure you head to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place wins to claim your prizes. Have you registered to compete in the American Royal Pork Loin Ancillary? Smithfield just increased the prize purse to $6,000. Make sure you sign up for the American Royal website today. Don't forget, you can sign up for the Smithfield Classic, which will be in Richmond, Virginia on September 29th. To sign up, reach out to Jesse of Big Pop Smokers. That's Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E at BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, my guest in the second hour, a hugely successful line of barbecue rubs. Perhaps you've heard of Holy Gospel or Holy Cow before. He's also got a bunch of other great merch and products to look at. Tonight we're going to talk about cooking, cooking classes, and some other live fire stuff. So let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome back the creator of Meat Church based in Waxahachie, Texas. Matt Pittman joining me here on the show. Matt, how are you, buddy? Yeah, sorry. Had you on, uh, had you on mute there. Uh, sorry about that. How are you? <laughs> good, good. So uh, happy to have you back on here. Uh, by the way, I have a live in-studio guest. Neighbor Desmond is in. Uh, Matt, go ahead and say hello to Neighbor Desmond Celebrity. Hello, Neighbor Desmond Celebrity. Hello, Mr. Pittman. How are you? Fantastic. It's good to hear. All right, Matt. So I didn't plan on leading with this question, but as you may or may not know, one of the agendas of the show over the past few years has been the hashtag horse meat movement. One where we attempt to get horse meat allowed as an option for American consumers to pick from amongst the already approved meats. Uh, the movement and a generally bad attitude appears to be keeping me out of the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year. But I have it on good authority that you might have consumed horse tartare at one point in your life. 
Can you please tell me that this is true? You are deep in the streets of meat. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that's confirmed. Whoa, uh, how about that? Yeah. In Japan, known as basashi. Um, did you know exactly what you were getting into right off the top, or did somebody introduce it to you, or did it just land on your plate and they're like, hey, eat it? Yeah, I'm the guy that'll eat anything uh, and enjoy going to places, trying different stuff. And and we were in a, you know, we were in Japan for two weeks, and uh, a plate got sat in front of me at a restaurant where you take your shoes off, duck, you know, um, got thrown in front of me, and I looked at it, and it looked like tuna, but it had, I think it was like scallions or something. I thought that wouldn't go together, so I ate it. And it was really good, and they said, "Oh, I'm glad you like it." And uh, I said, "It was good." And they said, well, "Do you know what it was?" I'm like, "No." And the response was, "That was Mr. Ed." <laughs> oh no! So, all right. So I gotta let's run down this rabbit hole real quick since it is my movement, and I think a lot of people are taken aback by just the conversation of potentially having horse meat as an option. I mean, if you look back into the annals of our country's history, horse meat has been legally consumed really up until 1975 when it was more or less outlawed and it has been ever since then. But previously, you know, dating hundreds and hundreds of years back, it was a meat that was less expensive than beef. It was actually, in certain points, more prevalent and more preferred taste-wise over normal beef. And then, for whatever reason, it hit this fence where people couldn't get over the fact that the horse should live where the dogs and the cats are, but everything else on the other side of the fence, everything else on the other side of the fence, we can kill and eat, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. So when they told you it was horse, did you have that knee-jerk reaction, or were you like, hey, uh, tastes good yeah. to me, and let's line them up another round? No, I was good. I mean, it's just like you know being raised in a religion, right? You don't know any different. You're raised Baptist, Baptist away. If you're raised Jehovah's Witness, you know that's the way, I guess. So. Uh, you know, people in the West just don't eat it. I legitimately have no problem with it. My family has traditionally raised horses. So, uh, you know, I've told you in the past, they weren't like the real biggest fans of the name Meat Church, and they certainly weren't real big fans <laughs> that I told them I had horse. But I'm 100% down. Bring it on. Make it the fifth category in KCBS. Mm. I've definitely got a rub to season horse, so let's bring it on. You have a rub to season horse? Absolutely. Holy cow, it was amazing. Holy cow is amazing on horse. Heard here on the Barbecue Central show first. That's absolutely incredible. I'm gonna change. I'm actually gonna change the art to be like a little a little horse. And uh, anyway, it'll well, change your life. It changed mine. If we can only figure out a way to get the uh, United States government and the USDA to approve people to go in there instead of having well, it's a rabbit hole. We don't really. We can get down your rabbit hole, but my rabbit hole is hours and hours and hours on end. So we'll let it die there for the moment. But we'll continue to keep the uh, hashtag HorseMe2018 movement going into hashtag HorseMe2019. And the t-shirts will continue to go out and will continue to affect the country and infect the country. And we'll see how it goes from there. Matt Pittman joining me here on the show. Uh, another thing that I heard, Matt, as I am deep in the streets, uh, you are widely known for some of like the greatest barbecue swag that is currently available anywhere on the face of the earth. I think there might be kind of a neck-and-neck neck thing running between you and Jess Pryles. Fans of yours obviously will say you're in the lead. Fans of Jess probably say she's in the lead. Maybe you guys are neck-and-neck, neck, whatever. But I heard a story that the entire staff at Snow's Barbecue bought your BBQ AF, which I think means... Uh, yeah, barbe barbecue as fish. Is that right? Barbecue as fish? Desmond, is that what AF means? 
Yeah, I and tell people, if you, if you don't know what it means, I'm not going to explain it to you. But, uh, yeah, barbecue but yeah. as so, barbecue as fish, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay, so let me tell you. We're doing a festival, and my but, wife and all her friends had these shirts cut up real cute, the tank tops, whatever the heck they had on. And it's all fun and games until like a little seven-year-old girl comes up and says, everybody's wearing those shirts. What does that mean? And I just covered my mouth and just straight up walked away. It's like, I, no idea. You weren't going to disseminate the good word? It, it mean, If you don't know, it means barbecue as fun if you're seven years uh-huh, old. Ah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carrie Bexley's family bought those shirts. I actually saw the order randomly, and uh, they all wore them uh, on a Saturday, and I posted on our social media, which I thought was totally cool for the number one rated barbecue joint in the Texas Monthly Top 50 to wear our shirt. I so thought it was super cool. what what... Also, I heard within that whole event was that Hall of Famer this year, Tootsie Tomlin, said, oh, I'm not going to put that on my body. Is that true? Uh, she asked what it meant. Oh. And I didn't push beyond that, right? I mean, I've got mad <laughs> respect for Tootsie. So that's, again, where I get a little uncomfortable. And you know, she can wear what she wants to wear. <laughs> so seven-year-olds and 83-year-olds are where we get all weird with Matt Pittman. Okay, I see. I see. A week, I had a class two weeks ago, and uh, my dad was here. And to watch my dad uh, pass out shirts to customers that said barbecue <laughs> AF was, uh, yeah. Uh, is that like the top-selling shirt for you? Like what's the top-selling yeah, T-shirt? Yeah, it, it actually it is. In 2017, it was our top-selling shirt. And someone's knocked it off already. Yeah, There's one that has like six stars on it. it looks like It's like a Walmart barbecue AF, which I love it when I see it. It's so amazing. Uh, hold that up again so I can get a tight shot if you still got it. What's that? What's that run? If you're buying it right now, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Uh, does that include shipping, or do I got to pay for shipping too? No, you got to pay for shipping. Come on. Jeez, oh Pete. All right. Yeah, I like it. Looks nice, Desmond. You can't see it. No, so I can't see it. It's so comfortable. It feels so good on the nipples. It's like an amazing, comfortably shirt. Dude, he did not say it. Whoa there. <laughs> Feel good on the nipples. That's so does my Barbecue Central Show T-shirt. I got that tri blend. It's uh, very expensive. I'm happy. I'm happy to trade with you. All right. You have- Let's make it happen. Yeah, we can do that. All right. So, Matt, last time you were on the show, we talked a little bit about you know the pork belly burn end thing. We got some background about you as well professionally. You had mentioned that you were like full time IT guy by day, also more or less full time meat church guy after the IT thing. Have you thrown the switch at this point, or are you still playing both worlds? No, man. I'm playing. I'm playing both. So Good it's fun. You. I've got a super cool gig by day and a even cooler gig by night, and I've got some. Uh, so it's Meat Church, a family business. I have two, you know, couple employees, and they are both in the family. And so, uh, you know, they are very good, very hardworking, trustworthy, and uh, enable me to continue to do what I do on the ground level, which gives us a lot of flexibility. This year, you became a partner or influencer, or I don't know what the term is with you specifically. Uh, I call my relationship with them sponsorship, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with Traeger. Um, how does that whole deal come off and, and where is that relationship made? Because if I'm not mistaken, you were aligned in some degree with Big Green Egg prior to that. Yeah, um, it's super exciting to be honest with you. So I was with Big Green Egg, like you said. It wasn't exclusive. It was exclusive in the Kamado world. Mm-hmm. So you know, the thing that was interesting for me in Meat Church is when you look at – I'll talk about our social. Uh, I, I joke that I go in my outdoor kitchen and would cook on what I feel like cooking. And you know, I always say up front, I'm not bragging about this, but we've got offsets, old hickories, um, Weber's, uh, pit barrels, Carson Rodizios, you name it, we've got it. Mm-hmm. And 
And I always say, I don't care what people cook on, right? My way is not the right way. It's just my way, and I'm passionate about it. And I think when people hear it, they might listen to why I do what I do. And if they want to follow me, great. And I'd worked with Traeger uh, last year. I would consider on a part-time basis, taught a class at their headquarters, 86 people. And when the class was over, they were like, we want to make this full-time. And I said, well, you know, that's a big deal to me. Going exclusive with anybody is a big deal mm -hmm. uh, because of everything I just told you. But honestly, I, and you know, this is from my heart. No, there's no one in outdoor grilling, cooking, doing what Traeger's doing. Um, their leadership team is like no other. Obviously, you know, Chad Ward, dear friend of mine. Chad has moved the needle in the, in the barbecue world like nobody I've seen. So we go to Memphis in May. Traeger has such respect of all the other professional cooks there. Uh, and I tell everyone, you know, at the beginning of the day, I'm a barbecue man. And if a Traeger did not make amazing barbecue, this would have been a non-starter. We would, wouldn't have had this conversation. Um, and so, you know, they came down and we talked. And I consider, I'm an ambassador, but I consider it a partnership. They have truly been amazing to me and my family and my brand, the things they've done for me. Uh, and so it really is a partnership. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about it. So, you know, I've got I've to teach a certain amount of classes and uh, I've got to do a certain amount of events, but I'm so jacked about it that we've actually already done all of that and it's the beginning mm -hmm. of July and we're just going to keep on going. So super, super, super excited about working with Trigger. Matt Pittman joining me here on the show. Uh, Meat Church is his website, of course, meatchurch.com. So are you like a year-to-year -year kind of a thing or when you struck this thing at the beginning of the year, it was a multi-year agreement right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, I'll... You know, it's not good to kiss and tell, so I'll keep some of that to myself. But this is a uh, really big barbecue anywhere. show, man. Come on, we kiss uh, and tell everything. We're neither one of us are going anywhere. I'll say that okay. this is not a <laughs> this is not a short term thing. So, if anyone has seen your backyard and you just talked about it a couple minutes ago, you have a number of different cookers, well versed in all of them as well. But if we look specifically at the Traegers just for a second here. What do you think they are bringing to the table right now from a products offering standpoint? Because let's be honest, there was a period of time, you know, originally when Traeger started, they were the end-all, be-all. They were the name, uh, Joe Traeger and the whole family. Then they sold. Then the reputation really kind of went to crap. And the new ownership, which I don't believe is there anymore, at the current Traeger ownership, uh, did a really good job of writing that ship rebuilding a brand, making sure that the R&D was going to be there and the quality products that now bring us up to present day. They have Timberline 850, the 1300, they got the Pro Series. And to a person that has used them, can't speak enough about how much of a difference there was between that icky-feeling Traeger and then this new good-feeling Traeger. So as a guy who's seen a whole bunch of cookers and is in this industry the way you are, how do you feel about Traeger's product line? So, you know, I'll talk about, you know, there's two that I focus on, although I cook on all of them. You know, I, I spend most of my time on the Pro Series uh, and the Timberline. I do have a Renegade, and it's kind of my daily driver, so I guess I should say there's there's three. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, if you focus on the Timberline, what was launched last year, you know, I tell people, and look, I, I get I'm biased. And so I've got to gain some credibility and prove to people that, you know, I'm working with them. I'm sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tout them. But, right. again, I'll just go to why I chose to work with them. So the millions of dollars they invested in R&D that resulted in the Timberline. So hiring an engineering firm to study the science of smoke, to build basically a clear cooker and watch how smoke interacts. No one's doing that, hmm. right? Let's just be honest. I've worked with a bunch of different companies. Nobody's doing that. Um, the technology, their Wi-Fi technology. You know, look, I, I, I used to preach, I'm wood, meat, fire. I'm simplistic, don't use electronics. And I'm an IT guy, right? I'm a <laughs> vice president of infrastructure. That's my background. Yeah. But – 
you know, here's what I learned through teaching. Teaching's my thing. So, again, I don't, I don't know what you do with your life. I don't know how busy you are. I don't know if you're ADD and want to fidget with a fire or if you want to set it. And I always say, go watch your kid play soccer. Go to Home Depot. Go get groceries. Come back and it still be the temperature. So I don't know, right? You, you get to decide how you want to cook barbecue. Um, but the technology they have, what's amazing in the reliability of the Timberline, you dial it up and you go do life and you come back and it's exactly where you left it. No, by the way, you can look at your app and you could say, hmm, I'm at work and my brisket's about to be done. Let me go ahead and turn that down. Nobody's doing that, right? There's people doing add-ons and there's people trying to catch up, but they go about it the right way. So the leadership of the company and the, and the, and the companies they came from, these guys just get it. And here's what I'll say about them. I, I call Traeger a blue ocean company. They're so far out there. They're solving problems for you that you don't know you have. So think of an Apple, right? They're providing things to you that other people don't have. And when I look at other companies, you know, I don't talk bad about anybody. They're just differences. You know, some grilling companies have 30, 40 badged employees. Traeger has an army. And I, I, I call them the team of assassins. If I need something, I feel like these guys work for me. It's insane. And they go about Traeger's business that way, my business that way. You know, so the investment they've made in the product and what they've delivered, it's a tank. I have not had one issue with a Timberline as long as I've used it, and it makes amazing barbecue. And, that, and again, that's where it started. The, the conversation started for me right there. So when you are talking to somebody in your class, we're going to get to the classes here uh, maybe the next couple minutes or definitely after the next break if I can hold you over for another segment. But when you're talking to people that come to your classes, whether it's a Traeger class or it's a Meat Church class, they can see the cookers that you have. So when they start talking to you about Traeger's, and they're asking you about a pro series or a timberline. How do you help them make that decision, or, or what are your qualifying questions that you're re-asking them after they ask you which one should I get? So you know the classes I teach at my house for the longest time they weren't based on a particular cooker, and so you know again when I when I made this uh, partnership I thought there may be people coming that don't have a Traeger, so I say up front, look, this is a Traeger class, but if you cook on something else, just raise your hand and tell me you cook on something else and we'll talk about it. Like, don't be intimidated. But if you want to know about the Traeger, I'm going to show you. And I've got several models in my class. We walk through it. Honestly, price is probably a big differentiator. Do you want to make the investment in the Timberline? If you don't want to make that commitment, then maybe you're in the pro series of the Renegade. It kind of really comes down to that. Matt Pittman joining me here on the show. Uh, Meat Church is his company, meatchurch.com. So, Let's go ahead and transition into the cooking classes here. And I think you kind of have a, a great story, Matt, because you actually do, I think, 90% of these or whatever uh, from your house. Mm -hmm. And your setup is pretty laid out, right, as you've mentioned here in uh, in a couple minutes. So can you kind of lay out the whole spread and, and how you went from whatever that backyard used to look like to the empire that it is now? Yeah, so we live in a town called Waxhatchee, uh, which is about 30 miles straight south of Dallas, so a little a little bit out, right? And a few years ago, I thought, I'm, I've got a friend of mine teaching classes in Dallas, and how do I attract people to Waxhatchee? Well, we bought a house. It was built in 1890, historic house, complete wraparound porches. It had just a grass backyard, no fence, no nothing. Put a fence up. You know, We wanted to build a pool for our kids, and I had visions of building a detached, I'll call it cabana, and... I had to find a guy that could build a pool that would do justice to the house. Well, a buddy said, hey, this guy's uh, Mark Davis, Lazy River Company. He's like the most amazing designer around. Bring him out. So what we built was, you know, before we even talk about cookers, huge stone, oversized cedar beams, like the most ridiculous structure you could see. And then, oh, by the way, we filled it with all these cool cookers. Ran with that for a year. 
and um, honestly did my partnership with Traeger and decided we needed to retro the kitchen, remove some grills, bring in some Traegers, and decided at that time to make to, to augment it. Mm. Uh, built a detached bathroom. We moved our wow. offset out to the side. Basically built a covered area. So we had some uh, we had some winter months where we had some pretty bad weather. We actually shot some Traeger infomercial at my house house and it was bitter cold. So uh, we decided to put folks you know under a roof where we have cooling and heat if we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's super cool. You're in my backyard, so you're coming to Matt's house. Uh, we're all backyard guys, right? And uh, you know, I just the way I sell it is like, look, you're coming to my house, learn to cook how I cook in my backyard, and it is just crazy popular. I mean, we had a class last Saturday, sold out. Two hundred bucks a ticket, and it sold out in six hours, and they're all like that. So super cool. How does Mrs. Meat Church feel about letting perfect strangers come into her house area? <laughs> Well, you know, I tell everybody right up the front, I introduce her and I thank her. And I'm sure all my buddies that help are like, all right, we've heard this 45 times. <laughs> but, you know, it's not lost on me that my wife, you know, I send my kids off to babysitter and, and my wife, you know, uh, lets these folks come in the backyard. But, you know, I'll be honest with you and people that are listening know. So my wife and a bunch of her friends come over. They start out with mimosas and Bloody Marys and transition as the day goes on, and it always turns into a big party. So while we're teaching, I'm looking up on the wraparound porch, and there's all these girls doing their thing. So it's a pretty good sideshow in the background. Matt Pittman joining me here for Meet Church, an ambassador for Traeger. Matt, can I hold you over one more segment? We'll uh, yeah, get a little absolutely. bit more into these classes. All right, I'm, I'm, skip, I'm skipping fireworks for the family, so I'm yours. All right, great. Mm-hmm. Well, now I don't feel like a shithead. Jeez. <laughs> Matt Pittman joining me here on the show. We'll be back with him here in a second. Also, neighbor Desmond is here. Desmond, are you missing fireworks? No, I'm not missing. We do fireworks on the 4th of July here in Cleveland. It's the best thing we got going in the summer anymore, right? Well, no, Indian. we like the Indians too, right? I'm going to blow this fucking street up. We always believe... That's like the 10th F-bomb tonight, <laughs> Desmond. You are in, in rare form. Uh, we I always am. believe outdoor cooking should be easy, right? Because it can be. Why? Because... We can get our hands on the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. Now, the Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. That's right. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easy to choose your cooking temperature. And the Monolith will do the work as a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. Oh, by the way, if you already have a complete Barbecue Guru unit and you get one of these monolith grills, just take the controller and then hook it right to the fan that's in the grill. You see what I'm saying, Desmond? There's a fan already built into the grill. You see? So you just take the controller, wire it to the fan. You're off and running. You don't have to get a new controller if you don't want one. Don't fall for that. Take your really cool, already in your hands, Barbecue Guru controller, hook it to the fan. The monolith is ready to rock. Now, if you do want to get the latest, greatest tech, no problem. Head over to bbqguru.com and check out what they have. If you have any questions, call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU, and they will make sure that they answer all your questions and that you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Once again, Barbecue Guru, it's bbqguru.com, and we're back with Meat Church, Matt Pittman, right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, 
Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Matt Pittman joining us here on the show. Neighbor Desmond is in as well. So you're, you forewent all of the fireworks? I mean, man, there's fireworks three times this week. Tonight's okay. the city fireworks. Tomorrow's <laughs> fireworks from my old neighborhood, which are better in the city. And then ah. my brother's backwards neighborhoods is Saturday, so I'll get to them. I have to imagine that Meat Church probably got some pretty bomb-ass fireworks that you're kind of hiding off in the back shack somewhere too, right? Uh, so there's a firework history with me in the eighth grade. I was shooting oh. bottle rockets at my brother and I burned down 600 <laughs> acres. So, uh, what? I don't really buy fireworks anymore. Dude, I love fire. I mean, that's Six, 600 acres, man. That's indoctrination Woo. the likes I have never heard. Wow. It, the front page of the paper. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Anybody find out it was you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That was a rough summer right. replacing fence posts in Mineral Wells, Texas with my dad. Oh, I can't even imagine. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, over the past 10 years or so, Matt, you know, the rise of the competition cooking class, certainly undeniable, but I think uh, probably no more, uh, no better person to quantify this, uh, seeing quite the prolific growth in backyard classes as well, not necessarily just the competition class. Uh, I mean, are you seeing the most popular or or the most popularity in your classes you have seen to date yeah i mean you know i think i say to everyone i'm not trying to be anybody i'm not trying to be travis clark the best competition cook ever i'm not trying to be this you know franklin's barbecue restaurant i'm not trying to be xyz seasoning i'm doing my own thing carving my own path and when people come to my class what i tell them is i'm going to talk to you about competition barbecue I'm going to talk to you about restaurant barbecue, which is probably the hardest. And I'm going to talk to you about backyard barbecue. And, you know, the reason I do that is people at home are watching all this stuff on TV, what comp barbecues left and, you know, people doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And, and, you know, my mission is simple. I'm going to show you a simplistic way to make amazing barbecue. You don't need 25 ingredients in your pork shoulder to make great barbecue. And my goal when you come to my class is, if I'm teaching you four things today, if you didn't try all four things in the next few weeks, I'm going to be disappointed. So, you know, you kind of get, for one reason or another, I know most people in barbecue uh, in all facets, comp, restaurant, whatever, and, and I can kind of talk intelligently about all of that and give you perspective on all of it. So long way to answer your question that, yeah, I mean, you know, barbecue's enjoying a gigantic renaissance. And again, everyone's a backyard guy. That's who I, that's who I'm talking to. Uh, and it's, it's on fire. I mean, it's insane. My, my social is crazy. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, how in the world did we grow that many followers, you know, overnight over posting two pictures? And the fact that I can list a class on a Wednesday, 10 days out of Father's Day, I'm sorry, the weekend prior to Father's Day, 10 days out of class and sell it out in six or seven hours. Mm. It's not cheap, right? Like I remember the first $75 concert ticket I bought and was like, man, that's better be a good concert. Uh, and you now I'm you know, 200 bucks is a lot of money. I'm not charging 700, but when we do these cool collabs, we're charging 300, and there's no effort. We're not putting any money into marketing these things, so maybe they're too cheap. But you know, two, three hundred bucks for a class, it's it's crazy. How many? Well, like, what's your class size cap out at? Uh, so before the renovation, we were doing 30. Now we go up to 40. Um, we can hold a little more, but we're trying to keep it intimate. So it's 35, 40 people. You know, cause I, again, I'm not trying to host 100 people here. Yeah. I don't generally travel to teach often. I'll, I'll travel to, to Traeger's headquarters next week to, to teach with uh, John Dudley. And, and I, I teach at some cool places like uh, here in Fort Worth, there's a TX Whiskey and Bourbon. They've got a, like a $40 million whiskey ranch. I teach there. That holds 80 people. 
also sells out really quick. But in my backyard, we're trying to keep it intimate and cool and, you know, a cool experience. So if I'm going to pay $200 to go to a meat church class, um, what can I expect to learn and how long is the class, all that stuff? Because, I mean, you know, quick math tells you you're in eight G's probably before any of the class expense and all that stuff, which I'm sure you have as well. So, I mean, the payday seems pretty nice. I'm not sure where it nets out in the end versus time and all that other crap. But what can I anticipate getting out of my 200 bucks if I'm a class participant? Well, if it's 200 bucks, you're probably listening to my boring ass talk to you for five hours. Uh, <laughs> now, so I do, I kind of do two flavors of classes. I do my own and then I do these collaborations, which are what I get most excited about. But um, I always say that I'm not just going to teach you brisket, ribs, chicken, pork. You know, I'll do two down the middle of the road meats. Everybody wants to know brisket. And I go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about brisket. So you're getting hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes of a five-hour class on brisket. And I'll do another big meat like ribs or, you know, whatever I'm feeling like. But I also try, I do a ton of steak, and I'm kind of tired of doing steak, but everybody wants cooked perfect steak. And then I try to do something a little bit different. Um, but, you know, you're going to get five hours. It's a ton of information. Uh, Traeger provides us with an amazing book that's customized to my class. It has all my personal recipes in it, mm. plus some additional recipes. It has stuff about me, about me church. So, and you get you get a lot of giveaways. You get a you get a or a, a screen towel. You get some koozies. We give away all kinds of stuff. We give away briskets, whatever meat we prep, we give away. Um, so you get a ton of stuff, and then we we sell all of our seasoning and merch and stuff at a deep discount in class. So. You go to Meat Church to see the upcoming events? Like how many classes will you hold in between whatever you're doing personally or just as Meat Church versus what you're contractually obligated to do for Traeger? Yeah. So, I mean, I've met that demand, but we'll keep going. Uh, unfortunately, we're at, the, we're at the end of, well, a week ago, we kind of got to the end of what I'll call our spring and beginning of summer schedule. So we've had a grueling run. You know, things get really busy April, May, June, and we're just we've just been nonstop. So you know, the downside to doing my house is I, I'm not a big corporation. I won't schedule out six months because, you know, I can't put a date out there and change my mind. If it's out there, people buy tickets, we're having it, right? So right. I don't want to affect my, I've got four kids. I don't want to affect my family too much. Um, but right now we actually don't have anything scheduled just because I'm taking a few weeks off, but we do about three classes a month. And, you know, within the next week, uh, we'll be listing the next couple months of schedules. We've got a really busy August. There'll be classes in July. I tell everybody, go to our, if you go to meetchurch.com and you sign up for the newsletter, we actually, e we don't spam that newsletter. We rarely email to it, but we email that list when we set up classes a day before they go online. That way, kind of, you know, our customers get a chance to book first before the, before the general public. And we've got some really cool ones coming up. We've got, um, we've got some super cool collaborations. That's, that's our thing. We, we teach with people that don't teach or, we're trying to provide the whole thing is we're trying to provide a unique experience to people. Again, not just trying to be brisket ribs, chicken pork. It's me and, and half the time somebody else that may or may not teach that I admire, uh, and that that's super super cool. I saw that you were in. Was it, were you at Nike headquarters doing some kind of a deal there last couple of weeks? Yeah. So crazy. Uh, there's a couple of Nike executives that have been Meat Church customers since the first year. <laughs> and uh, wow. they also work with Yeti, and they also wow. work with Traeger, and it all came together. Wow. So Nike North America, which is a brand all of us know, had kind of an end-of-year party uh, for their employees. And Richard Sherman, place for the 49ers, was there on stage with me. So I taught a couple meets, brisket mm -hmm. and beef ribs, and Chad Ward got up and, and taught a couple meets. But then the next night, we did a backyard barbecue slash 
top-notch class uh, for the executives. So this is like legitimately the top people at Nike yeah. um, in a backyard. So that was that was crazy cool. Let's go. So, are you like immediately invited to come back at a later date, or like how do you how do you yeah. leave that? Because that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, so they, you know, we kind of met through a charity deal, which they have in August. Want me to come up and cook for that? I don't know if I'll be able to do that this year because of time off limitations. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that's going to happen again. Um, it was nuts to have you know the COO of Nike, the head of manufacturing for Nike, the GM of the Jordan brand, holding their phones up, recording me talk about how to cook brisket uh, in a backyard. So super, super crazy. So let's go ahead and talk about brisket, if you don't mind, just for a second, kind of do uh, like a five and a half minute deep dive into brisket, because you're right. I mean, everybody's wanting to do brisket. Uh, neighbor Desmond just brought over a brisket before the show just went on air for me to taste. So we're, we're all trying to catch brisket gold in a bottle or whatever you want, a lightning in a bottle. What do you look at from meat selection? When you're going into the store, are you a guy that is Wagyu guy? Are you CAB guy, prime guy, select guy? What What do you think? Or is it just what you can afford? Fortunately, I'm in Texas, so I'll give you that disclaimer that prime beef rains from the skies here. So, you know, and it's affordable. But, uh, you know, I learned early on in my barbecue uh, career, I guess I would say, that a choice brisket makes a really good brisket. So for the backyard guys, so... Uh, last week we did kind of a blind taste test between prime and Wagyu, which I know doesn't seem fair, but the Wagyu actually only kind of barely won out. Mm. I should have done, I, looking back, I should have done choice versus prime. But, you know, I tell people when I go to, I go to Costco, to, well, I partner with E3, I should say up front. So E3 Ranch out of Fort Scott, Kansas provides us with our beef. It's upper two thirds choice, not prime. And it's amazing and people love it. Mm-hmm. But I tell people here in Texas, Costco, you know, has amazing beef. And it's cheap. Prime beef. I was there today. It's three twenty nine a pound. You know, here in Texas, prime is like it's not. I mean, it's like you wouldn't buy choice because prime is like you know twenty cents more a pound. Oh, right. Um, but you know, for as much as we cook, I'm a good choice brisket or prime is fantastic. Would I turn down wagyu? No. You know, we cook wagyu for Nike, of course, for their executives. Um, love a Snake River Farms brisket, but I just try to tell people you don't have to go buy two hundred dollar brisket to make a great brisket. Um, I'll prove in my next class we're going to do the choice versus prime that choice will knock it out of the park. That's right. just me being honest, right? Like I could say it's not sustainable for everyone to always eat prime sure. or always eat what you do. So I'm a big advocate on using the entire cow, um, you know, and, and using different grades. Are you an injector? Not at home, you know, and, I, and the thing is I sell an injection. <laughs> I, I always have said I, it's against my religion to inject. I will inject competition 100%. But I don't think you need it at home. I'd love to sell it to you. Love to you know, love for you to use my injection. But I, I'm really simplistic on my brisket. Do you have? I mean, out of the plethora of cookers that you have to choose from, if you were just gonna fly open the door on a Sunday morning and cook a brisket, which one are you gonna run? So right now, I'm blowing people's minds with my Traeger Timberline brisket. Mm. Uh, you know, we teach a meat side up brisket that is a 12 pound brisket. It's about a 10 hour cook, but. I've been tinkering with stuff between 15 and 26 hours. These really long cooked briskets spat up, and and it's just killing people. So um, I catered my brother-in-law's wedding, and everyone was talking about how it was the best brisket they've ever had. Uh, same thing at Nike. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna do that to all these folks in Salt Lake City at Traeger headquarters next week. I can make you a fat side up brisket and a Traeger Timberline that'll change your life. I, you know, the best. This is funny that you mentioned that because um, I think it was, was it Memorial Day, Desmond. I made that. Brisket, yeah. yeah. 
So Memorial Day, I had a 16, 17 full, uh, full brisket. It was probably choice. I got it from a, a raw from a barbecue restaurant over on the west side of town. And I cooked it fat side up, 225. It went on around 1130 at night. Um, ran it till, you know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And I have yet to really make a, what I would call a great brisket. Um, but I've only really used flats, which I think kind of was my Achilles heel. They would dry out pretty quick. They weren't any more than six, seven pounds from BJ's. Then I got this whole brisket fat tied up, really seemed to make all the difference. So it actually sliced, there was moisture in the meat, probably still have a way to go, but I have to, I was never huge on the fat side up belief, but because there's always that internet scuttlebutt of fat side up, fat side down. But I got to tell you, I'm not going to be cooking a whole brisket fat side down anytime soon with the results that I got off of that. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, I tell people, that, so the, the, my teaching method comes from a competition background. Everyone's meat up. I think it presents better. That whole stuff about fat on top basting the meat is BS. Right. That's like oil and water. But, you know, if you go meat up, you develop that smoke ring. You may not, you're not necessarily supposed to judge off that, but Tuffy Stone told me years ago, a smoke ring sure is sexy, and I agree with that. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's the background I come from. But then, you know, all restaurants in Texas are cooking fat up. So, again, it's not right or wrong. In fact, two classes ago, I took one, I cooked one meat up, one fat up, and I did one in foil, one in paper. I called it a comp brisket and a restaurant brisket. It was very frustrating to me because one of my students said, well, which is better? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Um, but it's just different, right? So, uh, you know, I, it's like I cook steaks a hundred different ways. I cook brisket different ways. There's no right or wrong. It's just people do it different ways for different reasons. Uh, and it would probably be less confusing if I said, this is the way, this is the way to do it. But here's the thing. My comp brisket, my 10-hour brisket is more practical for most. Most people listening don't want to go cook a brisket for 20 hours, right? right? You're not right. running a restaurant. You don't have a staff around the clock. You don't want to mess with that. So it just depends on what you've got time to do. Do you like running the temperature then at a, at a lower pace, like a 225, or it just depends on how you're going to run it then? Yeah, if I'm competing, I'm 275. All my recipes are 275 for hmm. ease. And I know what those run at, but but just me speaking freely, if I'm going to cook you my best brisket, I'm going to slow it down. And I tell everybody that. Don't dry it out. Don't get in a hurry. Barbecue is a patience activity. If you don't have patience, you're kind of in the wrong sort. But, I, yeah, I love to slow it down. I mean, with the Timberline, they have a super smoke setting, and I love to run my brisket for about 12 hours at 195, 200 degrees super smoke. Are you a baster mopper at any point, or you just let that thing do its own? Man, I'm busting this all over the place. People talk about spritzing with this, mopping with this. Next time I see you, when MBBQA doesn't fall on my spring break for my kids, I'm going to make you a brisket, and I'm not going to baste it. I'm not going to spritz it, and you're going to be like, why do people do that? Hmm. Uh, so when we get right down to it from a finished temp standpoint, are you probe and you know when it's done, or do you adhere to a finishing temperature numerical value? So so I teach the number one tool in your arsenal is a thermopin. You got to have it because you're not a restaurant. You're right. not cooking 50 a day. Don't mess around. Probe it in the middle of the flat. If I had to give you a number, it's 203, but every brisket's different. When I was on Barbecue Pitmasters, I cooked a flat to 211, and it wasn't tender. Oh. Um, now, me personally, I reach in and fill it on the side, fill the paper. Uh, my buddy Jordan Jackson at Bodacious in Longview taught me to kind of fill brisket and kind of know when it's done, but I don't teach that because mm -hmm. you know, you're cooking one brisket a month or every two months that – that didn't do you any good. So I, I teach the thermometer method. Here's the key question. Take it off. I assume you're going to let it rest for a particular period of time or a minimum amount of time, maybe an hour or so. 
Absolutely. So, you know, one of the most important things I tell people, you got to let it rest. If you call me on a Saturday at five o'clock and say, my brisket's not done, my party's starting, what do I do? I say, finish your brisket and you got to rest it. I tell everybody, you got to rest it in a Yeti, at least an hour. It doesn't work in an Arctic. Don't even bother. Kidding. Um, but yeah, you got to rest it at least an hour, right? So you're hitting that meat with that high temp and and all the moisture and the muscle fibers kind of out at the end of the meat. You don't want to cut it and lose all that. You're robbing yourself of that big juicy bite. So let that thing chill out and let the moisture redistribute throughout the meat. Do you then re-temp before you slice? Because I've started to hear a little bit, you don't want to slice a brisket too hot because even if it's moist, it'll wick away like sweat off the top of your skin. Do you like to uh, slice it at a certain temperature? Just from experience, so so if I'm using a Yeti, I take the latches and I flip them under mm-hmm. so that the Yeti's not actually closed, and I let it sit in there for a bit of time like that. So I want to stop the cooking process and start it to cool, and then eventually I'll lock it down. I don't want to take that hot brisket, throw it in the cooler, lock it down, just let that thing continue to go north in temperature. So I'm, you know, if I'm, I don't use foil personally but I think foil is the easiest to teach. Foil, open that thing up, let the steam come off for five or ten minutes, stop yeah. that thing. Don't let it go to 204, 205, let it calm down. But no, I don't I don't temp it after. After I let it sit, I'm good to go. Matt Pittman is the founder of Meat Church. You can find him at meatchurch.com. If you're interested in classes, hit up that website, meatchurch.com, and be one of the many disciples of Meat Church after you take one of those classes. Then let me know what you think of it. I might get my ass down to Waxahachie and uh, take a class as well. Matt, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for doing it. Thanks for having me. You got it. There he is. Matt Pittman from Waxahachie, Texas. Right. So let me do this because I got to do that. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Yummy. Yummy. What do you think, Des? Pretty good, damn good. I mean, two two hundred bucks a ticket. That's cheap. You think so? <laughs> For cooking classes, Myron mixing seven hundred fifty bucks if you need him. Myron does what? Seven hundred fifty bucks if you need him. I'm gonna lose my buzz. Fred Robles, fifteen hundred dollars if you need him. How long are these classes? Not kidding. It's a weekend. Oh, see, it's a weekend. Not a few hours. Well. Come on. It's all relative. Hey, true. let's keep on with the Traeger talk here just for one more minute before we wrap up. Behind every great meal is a great grill. Not just any grill, but a Traeger grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. That's right. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro. No matter what your level, thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets, so you're literally grilling with flavor. From low and slow smoke pork ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traegers can handle it all. And with the Traeger Timberline, it makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check your cooks, kick up the temp, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right through your phone on the Traeger app. In fact, I'm going to be cooking two pork butts in just 30 minutes or so. Find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. Now, you want to beef up that barbecue game? Yeah. Traeger Shop Classes going coast to coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you today by taking a look at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. And we'll wrap the whole show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. National Barbecue News, dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal is to introduce new people to the barbecue world while keeping the barbecue enthusiast like Desmond and myself and the professional informed on all current happenings in and around the barbecue nation. They obtain this goal by offering timely new stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendars, and unique recipes inside their printed products, website, social media pages, and all email newsletters. Subscribe now by going to barbecuenews.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the right way, barbecuenews.com. Desmond, it's hot in here, man. Yeah. Oh, God, I got sweat running down my chest. It's like the grossest. Lay around in my fat gut. Ugh, I hate it. All right, let's go ahead and make tracks out of here. All the way back in the first hour, Ray Lampy joined us, the good doctor. Gave us a barbecue brie with sweet barbecue sauce. And bacon. Pound of bacon. Can't forget the bacon. Can't forget that. Got plenty of that for tomorrow, too. <laughs> Went to Costco. Got a lot of it myself. Then, I almost made it into the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame. If you forgot that, that happened all the way back in the first hour, doesn't Oh, I did not forget. <laughs> and then in the second hour was Matt Pittman from Meat Church talking about his cooking classes, partnership with Traeger, Traeger Products, burning down 600 acres of farmland in his youth because he loves fireworks. Yeah. 600 pounds, or 600 acres. Acres. Yikes. What a bottle rocket. Yeah, that's crazy. John, have you ever burned down 600 acres of... Uh, Pasture? No, I don't. I can't say that I've done that. You ever wanted to do that? Not really. All right. Uh, Desmond, say happy 4th to John. Happy 4th, John. Hey, man, happy 4th. I got one thing to say to you, Desmond. You are F-bomb AF. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, John. John bringing the hot comedy. Uh, We got a big show lined up for you next week. By the way, a lot of people didn't know if I was going to be in doing a live show this evening because it's July 4th tomorrow. Live show. Guess what? Live show next week, and it's my birthday. So, we will have a live show. It will be stupendous, as always. Meathead Goldwyn will be in from AmazingRibs.com, amongst other barbecue luminaries. As always... Until we, uh, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until we meet again next Tuesday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe first saying, Start the game! Let's go! And secondly saying, Good night now!